Welcome to season six of the Travel Stories podcast. If you're new here, I'd recommend checking out the trailer episode. My name is Hayden Lee. In this season, we're following me around every country in mainland Europe on the motorcycle. Righty, it is Thursday and it's time for a travel log. If you are in, let's see, if you are in Christchurch, New Zealand, and you just, you've just checked into a hostel and you just lay down on the bed, oh, that's, I'm just going to chill for a bit. I've been traveling too much. I just need to chill, listen to a podcast. Then, hey, I'm talking to you. If you are in Hertfordshire and you are on a train back home from work, you just think, ah, oh, this train's boring. I'm going to put on podcast. Then, hello, welcome. I would invite you to join me. I am in Stockholm, Sweden. I am in Sweden. I know it's quite far away from where I was last. I think, was I in Latvia last time? There's a, there's a lot of countries between there, man. I'll tell you what. So what we're going to do today, I'm going to go quickly through how I got here, which is not terribly interesting. And then we're going to do a little bit of a different episode today. It's going to be a music-based episode because we got the question or a comment, something about music. My memory is terrible. I do apologize. And so, yeah, I'm going to go through some music, what's good music for certain situations, music I like. And yeah, I'm going to do that. And hopefully you'll come out with a few artists that maybe you haven't heard. I, I reckon so. maybe one of them, two, one, two, hmm. Yeah, I reckon the hardcore, no, three, the hardcore people are going to maybe not have heard of three of them. But yeah, if you have, if you've heard of more than that, then well done. Let me know. <laughs> and then we'll get on to some questions. As always, we've got quite a few this week. Right then. So I was, I believe in Latvia, maybe. I think, was it in the park? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, I was in the park in Latvia, right? And so I, you can hear me scratch my beard through this mic. Anyway. So I left Latvia and headed towards Tallinn. I don't know how to actually say that. That's in Estonia, right on the ocean. Ocean, is that the right word? The sea? The sea makes more sense. So I went to Tallinn, stayed there for a night. Really nice place. It's all old school and stuff like that, you know, cobbled streets. And was I in Latvia? I can't remember. Yeah, all old and, you know, cobbled streets and stuff like that. Really nice place. The reason I was there was because I was getting a ferry to Finland. So I did that. Ah, but before that, before that, I'm out of order now. There was, um, man, <laughs> there were some really cool people at the hostel. It was, it was super cool, man. And there was this one girl, French girl, not the same French girl that I mentioned earlier, right? This lovely French girl. And she was so animated, right? So we, you know, we talked quite a bit, like with, I mean, all of us in the room, like, you know, because when you're in a room in a hostel, it's like, these are now your mates, you know, like you're now one team. <laughs> and so, and so we'd all talked and, you know, we're all mates. And then she went out for dinner and then she came back and she was so animated. She was like, oh my God, I can't, I'm not going to do a French accent. She was like, oh, I can't believe it. I mean, the food was, was so good. And then they brought this out and then there was this art on the wall. She could not stop talking about it. She was, oh man, it was crazy. She was, it was the best place I've ever been. I, I thanked him and they took me, you know, and they showed me all these paintings and she was going, oh, it was crazy. We were all just laughing because she was so animated. And she was like, and I had to come back. I had to come back to the hostel and tell all my friends about what I saw. And then like that, that sentence really got me because it's like, man, we talked to this girl for like, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour, something like that. But she thought when she was at that thing, she couldn't believe the, the restaurant. She thought, I have to go back and tell my friends we were her friends. We have, I have to go back and tell my friends about what I've seen here and I have to tell them what it was like. And it was, man, that sums up kind of hostile life for me. You know, it's like you make these, you make these kind of, uh, well, friends, I guess. And it's just instant because you know that, you know that you're not going to see them again. Or you might do, you probably will, but you know that you don't have to see them again. And so there's no, it's like there's no point in not being yourself and not being completely open and vulnerable and honest and everything like this. So everyone is just themselves, 100%, you know? And so, oh man, it was just super nice, you know? You make friends so quickly. If anyone is worried about staying in hostels or anything like that, you really shouldn't be. You make friends so quickly, man. And I just, yeah, I just really enjoyed that one sentence. It was so, it was so nice, man. And that's, yeah, it summed it up for me. But yeah, then I got on a ferry and I went to Finland. And the place I stopped was, uh, so the woman told me in the Airbnb, she said it's the fifth smallest village in Finland. 
So there we go. <laughs> and it was a small Finnish village. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. There was a there was a sauna and pool and stuff that was like free for the village because it was like she said it was like it was a communist pool, but I think she meant community. She might not have. I don't know, but <laughs> but yeah, it was a cool village, man. But then I'm getting I'm I'm you know we got quite a bit to get through today, so we've got a lot of questions too. So. So yeah, then I got on a second ferry. So I woke up at like 6 a.m., which, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't really work for me. But I did. You could, you could hear my beard there on the mic. So I got up at 6 a.m., right? And then got on the bike. It was still like nine degrees. It was horrible. <laughs> but I got on the bike and I powered to the, because I was a bit late, I powered to the uh, ferry station <laughs> port. There you go. <laughs> powered to the port. And uh, just about made it in time. Just about made it. And I, <laughs> there was like a footpath. I, I was like, oh, no, I'm on the opposite side of this fence that I should be. There was all these people lining up in the cars, you know. And there was this footpath. I thought, that's my road. That is. So I went down the footpath and, like, and then went around this fence and then got to where I should be. And then overtook all the cars in the queue, obviously, because I'm a bike, you know. And then this guy is walking up to me, you know. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? Because I find that, you know, I knew what he was going to say. And I find that people... People, you know, react to you differently if you give them something different to react to. So I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Busy day, isn't it? You know? And he was like, oh, yeah, man, you know, it's not too bad. He goes, uh, you just, uh, you've just gone in front of everyone, like. And I was like, oh, you know, it's a bike and kind of. He was like, yeah, right. Yeah, cool. <laughs> like, not that, not that what I said made any sense or was any pushback to why I did that. And he was like, by the way, that's also not a road. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. He was like, it's fine. <laughs> I find I find that a lot. It, like your initial meeting of someone, if you know they're going to tell you off, your initial meeting, if it's nice and cool and happy and just like the French girl, man, you know, if it's like that, everyone's going to kind of react to you nicely. I, I, I don't know, that just kind of seems to happen, you know? So got on the ferry and that was a good nine hour ferry, which is actually really nice. It was actually super nice. There's all these little, not really islands, but these little patches of land with these trees on them near to, ooh, if I get closer to the mic, it sounds better. Yeah. So <laughs> 15 years of innocent engineer. So yeah, there's all these little patches of land that you go past. I don't know whether you've been on a ferry from, from Finland to Sweden, but it's just, it's super nice. It looks like, I, I don't think I would mind, apart from the temperature, I don't think I'd mind being stranded on one of those. A bit of, you know, a bit of castaway, a bit of Wilson action, you know what I mean? I think it'd be kind of kind of cool for a bit. <laughs> and then I'd be flagging down the ferry, you know, oh, get me, it's been seven hours. Anyway, <laughs> so then I'm now in Sweden. I'm in Stockholm, right? That was quick, right? And I'm in this kind of hostel. Like, as you might know, in uh, Scandinavia, it is quite expensive, you know? I mean, a hostel, you'll pay, you know, 10, 15 bucks anywhere else, but you come here and it's you're looking 40 you know, you're easily looking for you. So then I saw this one. It's like kind of on the outskirts of Stockholm and it was 15. I thought, hey, up, this has got to be absolutely terrible. <laughs> but I'm having it. <laughs> so I booked myself in and I got here. And it's, it's hard. Weird. I don't know what this building used to be, but it's like a big, kind of like an office building maybe. And it looks like they have plans to make it into a hostel. There are rooms with bunk beds in and, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a commercial kitchen, an old commercial kitchen in the middle that's kind of half still running, you know. And there's this big room with all these washing machines and dryers in, which you don't usually get. One of them is working out of maybe eight. <laughs> like, you know, and it looks like they've got plans to make it into a hostel. There's a pool table, no cues, no balls. That's, you know, buy a couple of cues, you know. <laughs> So uh, there's this, I found, I was on a walk, I was orienteering myself. I was on a walk and I found these, um, found all this gym equipment. She's in this room kind of blocked off. I was like, hey, they have got big plans here, but I don't know as to whether they're going to execute it. And yeah, and so last night I was here, there was this other fella in my room, right? This Italian fella. And uh, the reason he was there was, it was sad. The reason he was there was because he was having a big argument with his, with his wife and stuff. And, you know, and his, his daughter's first birthday is next week. So it was a bad situation, you know, and I could tell that he needed, he needed a chat, you know. <laughs> and so we were talking for ages, man. We talked about absolutely everything. And I noticed like, cause he said, he said, man, when I was, uh, you know, when I was single and I was all this stuff, I, he goes, I went 300%, right? 
arbitrary figure I know, but he, he said I went 300%. And I said, yeah, man. And he goes, and that's my advice. Like before, before kids, before anything, he said, go 300%, just do it. Because you regret not doing it. I, you know, I did that. And I, you know, I, I guess I still try to go 300% in my relationship and it doesn't really work. And he was saying, I said, dude, you're talking about your life as if it's in the past tense. Like, you know what I mean? There's, there's pros and cons to obviously each way of life. The grass is always greener, etc. But man, what you've got is, what you've got is a good thing. You're living in, in Sweden and his wife is Finnish and you've got a daughter and you know what I mean? Like, and this, this, whatever's happening now, this will pass. This will be something in your history that you probably won't even remember these few days that you're spending in this hostel, you know? it's. And I was trying to put stuff into perspective and he says, I know, he says, because I was saying about how I look at things very engineer-like, you know, kind of flowchart type of take the emotion out of it, which is easy when you're not in the situation. He said, I'm an engineer too. <laughs> he said, and I want to think that way, but I can't. And I completely understand as soon as emotions get into it. It's like when people send in questions, man. It's, I mean, it's kind of, I think it's good to get the outside kind of opinion and outside look at it because the person that's giving you that opinion and look uh, doesn't have, like aren't involved in the emotions involved in this thing, you know? So that's kind of nice to see it, like not clouded by emotion is nice. But also, you know, that person doesn't know the, the emotion does play a part in it. It's not just something that clouds. It's something that can change, you know, your thoughts on what to do, etc. And so, yeah, basically talked to that guy and it was, it was nice. It was nice. I think I made him a bit happier, which wasn't my goal, you know, because I'm all about going to your emotions, etc. But I think it made it, you know, his night a bit more comfortable, which is nice. And I do wish him well, man. I really do. And then I went out to the little kitchen area and there's this woman there, right? English woman, super nice. And she was, I mean, her kids were early 30s. So I think she was 60 odd, right? And so she's in this strange hostel <laughs> as well. And so I started chatting to her, you know, and we were chatting for maybe an hour, an hour and a half, you know. I couldn't pinpoint the moment where she said, oh no, this guy's never going to stop. But I'm sure it did happen. <laughs> and we were talking about everything, man. And I, the, the one moment, see, I love these moments in these conversations, but the one moment that I, that I remember obviously I remember it all, but the one moment that sticks in my mind, there you go, is she was talking about, uh, she was talking about her, her childhood and she was like, yeah, you know, in, in, uh, in 76, you know, it was that one, that last summer in England that was really warm. Everyone remembers it. We would go down to this beach and every Thursday and she was getting into the details and the way she lit up when she was telling that story, man, it's like she was taken right back there. And of course that got me thinking, you know, it's like, I want at the end of my life, I, or, you know, at the the tail end, shall we say, I want these stories, not, not just these stories of conquering something. Oh yeah, I climbed Everest, you know, cool. Right. But I want these stories that when I, when I think about them and I talk about them, I look like she looked, you know, I laugh like she laughed when she was thinking about the things that, that were happening back then. And I'm smiling like I'm taken right back there, you know? I want that. And that is what I think, that is what I think travel allows us to have a greater grasp on, you know? It's like it can, it can give us those moments quite easily if we just open up our schedule and just be ready to accept them, you know? So that really got me thinking about that. But also this hostel, right? It's been this hostel, a bit weird. And I thought, man, I've been in a lot of hostels. I know what makes a good hostel, right? It's the little touches. That's what it comes down to. It's the little touches. So I called my brother. I was like, man, we need a new plan, right? So the plan will be in a few years time, right? We've got to get it all sorted. But a few years time, we want to get sorted some hostels, you know? We want to make one at first, you know? Find a, a building, whatever it may have been in the past. Office buildings seem to be actually pretty good for it. But yeah, find some buildings and start some hostels, right? It's the dream, isn't it? I'm sure many of you have the same dream, you know, finding a building and turning it into a hostel because we as travelers, we know what makes hostels good. We are the target market. We know, you know, it's like, it's like I was thinking about it and it's like, you know, some of the bunk beds you go in are just the, hold on, I'll give you an audio demonstration that type of bed 
<laughs> they're kind of squeaky and horrible. And yeah, and then some of them, I've been in some that are wooden, right? Just wooden. And they've got like a lamp, your own personal lamp, right? Your own personal power outlet, plug socket, you know? And then it's these little touches that take it from good to great or from all right to good or just take it one notch up, you know? I thought as people walk in, you know, it's like they're, as they're checking in, because sometimes check-in is quite long. You just stand in there as they type in stuff to the computer. Why isn't the stuff already in the computer? Come on, you know, automate it. But as you're doing that, like you just handed a little iPad, right? This is all just in my brain right now. So I'm just putting it down into, into audio form so I can remember. But you handed a little iPad or something, right? And like it has a video of me and my brother saying, hey, welcome to whatever hostel, you know, and uh, this is there, that's there. And then yada, 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 these are some of the rules, but really the rules are just be cool, you know. And it's like little things like, yeah, we're not going to rent out towels because usually in hostels you have to rent a towel, right? And it's like, we ain't going to rent out towels because we're going to have, we're going to wash your bed sheets anyway. So let's just give you a towel, you know, and we've got bicycles here. You don't have to rent them. Just give us your passport or ID or whatever. And if you nick the bike, we'll nick your passport. It works. You know? <laughs> just keep it nice and simple. And little things that like I was talking to my mate Charlie and she was like, chocolate on the pillow. I was like, yes, now you're thinking. And uh, I said, chocolate on the pillow plus uh, what they called earplugs, little chocolate, little earplugs. You know what I mean? How much does that cost? And how much better can that make your, your experience? You know, so we're coming up with all these, all these crazy ideas, but you know what I mean? It's like being the travelers, you go, I know how I could make this better. <laughs> and so in the future, in the future, that's, we're going to make that happen. I'm putting it down here now. We're going to make that happen. We'll make one in some cool place then we'll do another and then it'll just be a chain and everyone will be staying at them. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> right then, let's get on to today's topic, which is music, music of travel, travel music, the tunes. Now this episode is... <laughs> this is the one that is most likely to get this uh, this podcast kicked out of iTunes, kicked off the internet. But what I'm going to do, right, is if you guys promise not to tell anyone, right, well, we'll we can play some music, right? If you if you you know work for some copyright police for Apple, you know, just don't tell them, right? And then we'll all have a bit of fun. It'd be cool, right? So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> And there's like a myth that if you don't, if you play like less than 15 seconds, it's fine. Obviously a myth. I'm just going to go with it anyway. I'm just, <laughs> just in case it's not a myth. <laughs> so we'll do a bit of music now, right? So, and obviously there's way more music than this, but this is just what I thought of, right? So the first one, remember a couple of episodes back, I said, when I came back from New York, I got on the bike and I wanted to feel that feeling again. So I got on the bike. I was in the middle of nowhere in the Polish kind of countryside. And I put on Backstreets by Bruce Springsteen. Now, Bruce Springsteen, we all know him. He's the boss. And a lot of his songs, man, they just, it's just freedom, especially for a motorcycle, man. They just scream freedom. And it's the emotion in him, man. And so, yeah, here is an excerpt of Backstreets by Bruce Springsteen. Now, you'll have to imagine coming back from... New York City, London, uh, a cancelled flight for five days, everything like this. And I just get back on the bike in the countryside and I'm listening to this. Yeah, doesn't that make you want to get on a bike? <laughs> just go traveling, you know? So... This next one, <laughs> I feel so much like a DJ now. This next one <laughs> is by a band who's actually just one guy. And a lot of you probably know uh, the band slash guy because he's, I think he's quite big in the travel scene really because his music just, it's that type of music where you just, you're on a train or you're on a plane or whatever and you just want to chill out, you know. It is that type of music. It can bring up some emotion, but more so, I think, I think it can highlight memories. You know how you listen to music and you go, man, that takes me back to this time when Jeff did this thing, you know. And so if you're listening to like one of these songs during something amazing happening or during, a, like during, if you listen to one album, uh, like if you're in a country, start a sentence and finish it. If you're in a country for like two weeks or a week, right, and then you just listen to one album, then every time you listen to the album, it'll take you straight back there. When I was a kid, we went to the States, went to Miami or something. And and uh, I think I listened to 
uh, two albums, I think it was. One was Let's Go by Rancid. And the other one, now remember, this was quite a while ago. The other one was When Broken is Easily Fixed, I think it was called, by uh, Silverstein, or Silverstein, as some people call them. And so, yeah, don't judge me. But now whenever I listen to that, I'm like, oh, Miami, you know? <laughs> so th these these next two songs are great for that. In fact, a lot of them are. But. So the band slash man is called Bon Iver. That's B-O-N space I-V-E-R. It's a French pronunciation. So I, don't know, I don't know where he got the name from. But the first song is a song with a place in its name. It's called, I'm such a DJ right now. It's called Perth as in either Scotland or Australia. And it's just lovely. <laughs> it's the first track on one of the albums. It's just fantastic. So have a listen to this, see if you like it. Right, and the next one by the same band on the same album. In fact, that was the first song. I think this is the last song on the album. Completely different style, same bloke, you know. And it's it's a complete, oh man, it really is a different style. But this is more of a nighttime tune, you know. It's like when you, when you go out for a walk in kind of that, that um, they call it, is it the golden hour or something for photography people? It's like that, you know, the sun's setting, but it's still, it's still a little bit bright, but it's the lights are just about coming on, you know, that type of vibe, you know. So this one is called Beth slash Rest. <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. Yeah, isn't that nice? Man, I'm such a DJ. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> right then, next one. Next one. What have I got for the next one? Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what music thing would be complete without a little bit of the namesake of my bike? <laughs> That's right. I'm about to play a bit of Gloria Stefan on this show. So here is the namesake of my bike. It is the wonderful and fantastic and fabulous 1980s Cuban singer, Gloria <laughs> Stefan. I'd be a good DJ, I reckon. Anyway, here we go. Here's Gloria. That's not really a travel <laughs> tune. It's just what my bike's named after. So there you go. All right, back to travel stuff. I've said before in one of these past episodes where I did a bit of music in it, right? I said before about John Mayer. Now he's a, like, usually I'm not really into kind of pop music, but I wouldn't put him, you know, strictly into pop. But he's got, he's got a lot of good songs, man. I could listen to John Mayer just on shuffle. It's one of those things where you can go, shuffle John Mayer, and then it's fine, you know? It really is fine. And so first one is more of a vibe song, you know? It's another one of those ones like Bonnie Verde where you can listen to it in a place and then that will always remind you of that. And it's like, it's just got that vibe, man. It's just chill, just walking down there, walking down the road. And it's like, some people ask me, how do you maintain this disposition where, you know, something happens, something crazy happens. It's just, ah, you know. That happens. You know, it's just chill. Maybe, maybe it's music like this. You know, maybe when something crazy happens, you can just put on a tune like this. Just have a little listen and be with your own thoughts, man. I love doing that. So this is Wheel by John Mayer. It's just this thing the seasons do And that's the way this wheel keeps working now Man, how I left that. Wheel by John Mayer. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know whether I'd be a good DJ or like an Alan Partridge DJ. I don't know. <laughs> right, another Mayer song. This one I've said about before. It's the lyrics in this one. Now, I never really listen to lyrics. I'm a musician, so I listen to the guitar and the drums. And, oh, he, he dropped that snare, hit that, you know. And so this one is more about the lyrics. You know, this one is no such thing. And this is about... Well, I don't know what it's about, but the, the lyrics are like, um, oh, let me have a think. In fact, now I'm going to have a little Google while I, uh, I'm going to look this up. So what was his name? John Mayer. What's the song? What did I say? No such thing. That's it. So some of these lyrics are just 
they really encapsulate what I think about life in a sense. And that's always good to have in a lyric, right? And so here we are. Right. So here we are. Uh, they love to tell you, stay inside the lines, right? We can all imagine what that means. But something's better on the other side, right? <laughs> he says, he says, uh, I just found out there's no such thing as the real world, just a lie you've got to rise above. Man. Rise Above reminds me of the Black Flag song, but it's a little different. But yeah, so man, just found out there's no such thing. We get to that point in our lives where we go, hold the, hold on, hold on, stop, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Do I want to go to university? That's a good question to ask. And then there's a lot of pump the brakes moments, you know? You realize all your friends are getting married, having kids. You go, oh, pump the brakes. Is that me yet? You know, you realize that you're following this real life. <laughs> and then you go, oh, whoa, hold on. You know, and it, what does he say again? Uh, found out there's no such thing as the real world. How true is that? Like some someone's real world and someone's life, someone's what they're doing. That is life, right? Of course. But what you're doing, if you're traveling the world and you're single all your life, if you're doing whatever you're doing, that is also real life, man. There's no path. There's no script. I say that all the time. There's no script to follow, man. Like whatever you want to do is whatever you want to do. And that's what you should do. He says, just a lie. You've got to rise above. And the way I hear that is you've been given this script. You've been given this. This is what you should do. You need to get a job and pay the tax. And, <laughs> and you need to get a house and get a dog and get a kid. Get a kid. That's a weird way of saying it. And then, uh, and then you need to do that. And then you need to wake up when you're 65 and go, oh dear, I've not done this well. <laughs> you know, maybe. I mean, you know, for some people, fantastic. That's great. But if you're not that type of person, and I would hazard a guess that you're not because you're listening to this, then maybe that's not the life for you. And there does come a point where you realize that, right? And that's often the point where people go, I'm going to go travel, <laughs> right? which is probably, again, why you're listening to this. So here is that song and here's those lines that I was just talking about. John Mayer, No Such Thing. I just found out there's no such thing as the real world Just a lie, you've got to rise above Right then, I'm going to throw a little bit of a wild card in here. This is... <laughs> This is not a travel song. This is uh, one of the songs I put on when I get up in the morning and I don't want to, but I know I have to. And so imagine, listen, <laughs> imagine listening to this. And by the way, if you don't like fast punk rock music, just skip forward 30 seconds from now. Yeah. So this is, imagine pumping a coffee, <laughs> you know, just knocking back a coffee, having a bit of a cigarette and listening to this. <laughs> this is a Wilhelm scream with Skid Rock. So there you go. Okay, right. You're back. You you might have pressed forward a few times and now here we are. But now you don't like, I know you don't like punk rock, so I'm not best pleased. Right, this next one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Man, it's weird being like a DJ. I don't know what this is like. Are you guys enjoying this? I know you can't talk back to me, but I hope you are. I hope you are because I never like... You know, when you're, when you're hanging out with someone, you're like, oh man, check out this song, check out this song. And then you listen to it and then they go, oh yeah, yeah, I need to show you a song. And you go, oh, really? I know the songs that I like. <laughs> you know, I don't want your songs. <laughs> I like my own songs. So I'm hoping it's not like that. But, <laughs> but I mean, these are the best songs. So there you go. Right. Next one. We're about halfway through now. Next one. This is uh, This is an album that was... I was on my way to, where was I? On my way to Vietnam or something. And uh, my mate in Australia said, mate, listen to this album. And it is one I'd put off for a long time. You know, he said, listen to this album. It'll change your life. It is the perfect travel album. It, it's one of those ones you listen from start to finish, man. And it is absolutely perfect, right? So this is, I'd recommend this to be one of the albums where if you're somewhere for a week or two weeks, just listen to this album. And it will always take you back there, right? It's got a lot of different emotion on the album, so it's perfect for anywhere you are, right? This is from the album Grace by Jeff Buckley. And the song I picked is a nice song. It's called Last Goodbye. There you go, Jeff Buckley. This is our last Must I dream and always see face? Right. 
is this episode still even up? You know what I mean? I think this is going to get thrown off. But there you go. Take the risk. Right. Next one is this is a, this is kind of a newly found by me. Um, and like, I, I can't remember how I found the band. It was like, you might enjoy this. And so I found it. And it's just a great album, man. It's one of those ones. It, I'll tell you what it's good for, what I use it for walking through the town. When I get into a new town or a city or something, just park the bike, you know, drop all the stuff off and just go for a walk. No maps, no nothing. Just walk and see what you can find. This album is great for that. Absolutely great. There's a band called Hodera, H-O-D-E-R-A. I think they're from New Jersey. The song is called Breathe Easy and the album that it's on, United by Bird Calls, I think. They're not a big band, I don't think. But yeah, have a listen to the album because it is so good for walking. Anyway, here it is. Right, next one. I think I've referenced before. This is, man, this is good for absolutely everything. So the guitar player and the singer are married and the guitar player makes, he plays with a slide and he makes the guitar, as John Mayer once said, he makes the guitar sound like an old 50s singer, right? Like Motown or soul singer, you know? And he really does, man. So this is Midnight in Harlem by Tedeschi Trucks Band. That's T-E-D-E-S. C-H-I, I think, might not have a C, but there you go, Midnight in Harlem, have a listen. Now, when it comes back to my travel, obviously on the motorbike, and I've got that kind of, I like to keep that air of 70s about me, you know, not about me, but about my trip, about my brain, you know, I, I like to keep the 70s rolling around in there because for, for me, and I think for a lot of people, 70s equals freedom, equals hippie, equals the Beatles solo albums, equals stuff like that, you know, so I like to keep that in there. It's the vibe, man. It's the vibe. And so even though I think this is 60s, but so this, I mean, you need a bit of Hendrix in your life. If you don't have any right now, you need it. It's just perfect. And so uh, this is The Wind Cries Mary by Hendrix, which obviously you should know already, but here it is. And the wind that cries Mary Right, now when we get on to, when we get on to emotion, right, and like we want to bring out, so I think music... One of the reasons it's there is to bring out emotion, right? To kind of, what's the word? To amplify the emotion that you're feeling, right? If you're sad, listen to the Smiths, you know? If you're happy, listen to some Japanese pop punk, right? Amazing stuff. And so with that in mind, there's a band that can capture on one album or two albums or whatever, they can capture every emotion on that album, man. If you've just lost something dear to you, you can listen to some songs on some of their albums. And it would, it's just the perfect tune for it. If you're, I don't know, I don't know what do people do for fun? <laughs> if you're skydiving, right, or bungee jumping, and you put on a, a track from this band, it would be the perfect track. If you're in an aeroplane, perfect track. Anything, anything they've got you sorted, right? This band is, of course, Sigur Ross, Icelandic band. Oh, man. And I don't know what to play. Last time I played uh, Hopi Pola, don't know how to actually say it, which is a fantastic tune. I'd recommend the album Tack, T-A-K-K, from start to finish. Absolute gold for every emotion you could possibly want. Uh, but from this, I'm going to play uh, one from the next album, which I don't know the name of. It's just got a bunch of naked people on the front. So it is some song in Icelandic, which I can't pronounce, by Sigur Ross. Right, we're almost at the end. We're almost at the end of the music bit. Then we'll get into some questions, eh? Right, now, we've got two songs from this next bloke, right? And I've been trying for a long time now, maybe oh, over a year, maybe, I've been trying to get Jackie from the Budget Minor Traveller into this bloke because she loves Ed Sheeran. And I'm like, this guy is Ed Sheeran's, he's like it's Ed Sheeran's older brother, you know, who's like a bit more talented, you know? <laughs> and so it's, Man, he's perfect for travel. His first album, what's it 
called Hand Built by Robots. There you go. Uh, his first album, every song is amazing. And it's another one of those ones, man. You put it on in the background when you're chatting to a bunch of people in your hostel room. You, it is good for any situation, man. And he's got a couple of cracking albums out recently. I'm such a DJ. Oh, good. <laughs> so this guy is Newton Faulkner. F-A-U-L. K-N-E-R, right? And this is a relatively recent song, which is really nice. Really simple, really nice, and just a good vibe. This is called Hit the Ground Running. Cause I keep and the same guy, we got another song, which just, I don't know, just got such a good vibe, man. Imagine this, just walking down the street. You cannot be in a bad mood. You cannot help but appreciate the surroundings that you're in. You cannot help but have this song amplify your experience, man. This song is called Sugar in the Snow. Right, that's it for the music. I think we'll add a bit of a bonus one, which is what I think <laughs> is a bit of a wild card. What I think is mathematically speaking, like logically speaking, right, the greatest song in the world. <laughs> it, it may not be, like the genre may not be to your taste, right? The genre is not to my taste. But this song, I think, if you, if you figured it out, if you came up with formulas <laughs> and everything like that, got out your microscope, right? You'd probably find that this is the greatest song in the world. <laughs> it is, of course, of course. If you, if you disagree, I'm sorry to say it, but you are incorrect. If, <laughs> it is, of course, A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Here we go. Right then, I really hope you enjoyed that music. I hope it's given you some inspiration to check out some of these bands, some of this music. And because, man, music is so important, man. It really is. It's like it changes. I've said this before, even on this episode. It, it, completely, it can completely change a situation. And then it can bring you back to that situation that it changed. You know what I mean? It has so much power over our emotion, you know? And our emotion... It like turns into our mindset and our mindset turns into our actions and our actions turn into our life. You know what I mean? I think music is so important. If you have any suggestions, and I'm sure you do, if you have any suggestions for music that you think I would enjoy and you think everyone listening would enjoy, let me know. Instagram at Backpack Digital. It's time for questions. Speaking of Instagram Backpack Digital, let's get onto some questions, shall we? All right. Here we go. We've got quite a few this week, I reckon. So we'll go to... Ooh, this is a bit of a longie. Right, this is from Pippa Linnett. Ah, old Phil Linnett. The old, uh, the old singer of Thin Lizzy. She, uh, <laughs> she says, hey Hayden, hello. Thanks very much for featuring me in your podcast. Oh yeah, nearly a month ago now. Sorry for the delay in reply. <laughs> you had some great words of advice, did I now? That seems unlikely, but I'll take it. I'm the one who's most likely very distantly related to Phil Linnett. I need to go on Who Do You Think You Are or something. Yes, you do. Man, if, I, if my last name was Linnett or Linnett, please, you know, uh, then I'd be straight on there. <laughs> straight on there. Right, she continues. It's crazy to think I've been back nearly a month now. I had reverse culture shock at first, but this soon changed into feeling oh so very familiar and feeling like I'd actually only been away for a couple of months, not a couple of years. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I've definitely had my ups and downs since being back. I've grown apart from a couple of my friends here and I'm dreadfully missing my crazy hippie friends back in Wellington. Yes, this is what I was talking about before. When you go into a hostel or wherever, you instantly make friends with them. You're all yourself. You're all vulnerable. And because of that vulnerability, those connections are massive, man. So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And remember, you are the average of the five people you are around the most. So it's likely that after a little while of being back, you'll become a different person to when you're around five different people. It takes a little bit of skill and hard work to 
not change into <laughs> the five people you're around the most, you know, and to maintain all the benefits that you've gained from trouble. I guess that's what reverse culture shock is all about. She continues, you mentioned something about using your privilege, did I? Something you felt a bit uncomfortable with, that does sound like me. I see what you're saying, that some people would give anything just to have the right to live and work in the UK, let alone earning money, doing what you love and traveling the world. I definitely feel that it's true what you say about being able to use that privilege to help others though. I can't remember saying this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't think having it is anything to be ashamed of, I agree, as long as you're not just using it for your own benefit and that's all. I would agree, I would agree. I don't think I would agree with the, with the kind of, you need to feel bad because of <laughs> the color of your skin, actually, thinking about it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, not all white people are terrible. Come on, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd rather be judged by the content of my character. I'm sure someone else said that before me, right? She continues. <laughs> I'm all for social enterprises using your business to better your community. Yeah, I'm thinking of working with an intentional community in Wales who are a social enterprise in themselves and support others as well. That'll be an exciting next project for uh, next project for after my big bike ride. Amazing. Yeah, that does sound super good. Uh, she continues, ooh, <laughs> O-O-H, ooh. I had a great idea come about, come about the other day. <laughs> so I, are you northern? I can't. <laughs> come about, come about. Is that a northern phrase? The other day. To make a travel story, zine, 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 zine. I was flicking through stuff I sent home from Australia and found a zine. Zine, zine. A girl had made from her travels around Asia. It was such a cool idea. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that instead of the Travel Stories 2 podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Zine. Zines? Are pretty cool. <laughs> like it's all that. It's, well, it's digital format, isn't it? You know, it's all that type of stuff. And I mean, imagine with that, you could have all the, imagine all the travel photography that I'm not able to give to you guys. You know, I'm mean, not mine. Mine is terrible, but you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, you got the written word, which is fantastic and great to read. And then you, great to read. The written word is great to read, Hayden Lee, 2018. And then you've got the, the photos and that, yeah, I'm all for that, man. Let me know when you get something sorted and yeah, we'll see what we can do. Anyways, this message, she continues, is getting far too long. You can never have a message too long, it's fine. I hope you're having a blast on the road. I need to catch up with your episodes and to see where you're at. Peace out. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. That was nice. That was nice. Right then, this next one is from Christina Ulu. That reminds me, I think the Estonian word, look up the Estonian word for night. I think it's Estonian, it might be Finnish. I'm, I think it's the Estonian word for night. And it's like two O's, but they've both got umlauts. And so it's like, uh. <laughs> that's the Estonian word for night. Uh. <laughs> anyway, she says, Hey, Hayden. Hey. Just finished listening to the last episode of your podcast. I guess now is a good time to write you as you are in Riga. Oh, dear. I live in Tallinn. Oh, dear. And would like to meet up if you're interested. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is why I should actually read my messages before I get to this. I'm sorry. I've been listening to your podcast since January and I love it. Thank you very much. Wow, January. That's a long time. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, I think it's fun and inspirational. Thank you very much. That's kind of what I'm going for. Just by listening to your rambling, <laughs> I, can say that you, I can say that you're an awesome person. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, let me know if you want to meet and chat up and have a beer. I do. Come to Stockholm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm, oh, she continues. If you <laughs> are interested in art, oh, this is just going to make me feel bad, in seeing a bit more of Estonia, than only the Riga to Tallinn highway, then I would like to advise you to go to Rumu Quarry. Why didn't I read this? It's an old prison area. Ah, I heard about this. Uh, with a flooded quarry, uh, buildings underwater, and a cool hill you can climb up to. One of my favorite places near Tallinn. It's around 50-minute drive from the city. I did hear about that. So, and I didn't go. <sighs> now I just feel bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. When I'm back in Estonia, which I will be, then we'll meet up. We'll both go to that place. It'd be cool. And show me around. Nice. We'll do that. That will happen. That will happen. Right <laughs> this next one is from Raymond J. Dam. Raymond J. Dam. He says, just started listening. 
My first episode was about the guy and the Harley with the high five. <laughs> yes. Well, when a guy with a Harley sees another Harley, that's just their wave. <laughs> that's it, man. Yeah. So for people that don't remember that story, I was going down this road and it was like super long, no, no corners, no curves, no bends, nothing, just super long. I said, if it was, if the road was kind of, you know, not bumpy in any way, you could see for miles. Right? So I was going down there, no other cars, nothing. I was buzzing down there super fast, the speed limit, shall we say. And there was another, the only other person on the road, another Harley coming my way, obviously not on my side of the road. And I thought, and he put his arm out as if to say, hey, because that's what we do. And I gave him the nod, I gave him the nod, because if I put my arm out and said, hey, <laughs> we would have had like a combined 170, 180 mile an hour high five, which admittedly would have been the coolest thing in the world, right, ever. But it would have likely resulted in our demise. Right then, this next one is from Escapismist. 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 Escapism. Ist. Ah, so someone that does escapism. Hi, I'm an escapismist. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> he says, she say, e, Luke. He says, now then, Aiden. <laughs> Great way to start it. Hope you're well. I am well. Thank you. Been listening to your podcast while preparing for my first ever solo travel experience. Three months backpacking slash interrailing around Europe. Amazing. Mad jealous you get to see much more on the bike, though. The roads look amazing. Yeah, man. There's pros and cons to everything, though. Like, it's... In fact, no, you're right. Having a bike is the best, you know. Right, where are we? <laughs> he says, I was wondering whereabouts you're going to be from the 1st of September to the 26th of November. Good question. You sound like a really interesting person, and I thrive off influential personalities. Nice. Would be great if we could meet up for some grub or uh, or a drink slash smoke. <laughs> uh, let me know what you think, and I can send you my, my itinerary if needs be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where I'll be. Uh, somewhere in Germany, I reckon. Somewhere in Germany. Yeah, send me your itinerary. We'll see. We'll make it happen. We shall make it so. Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Right. Next one <laughs> is from, oh no, that's one from, so I put a story on my Instagram about what color should the bike go after, after the trip, because I'm going to, going to paint it, you see. So there's one vote for purple. <laughs> We've got tan. Tan could be cool. Right. And then we have, uh, love, oh, leave her as she is. We've had a couple of those. A couple of those. Hold on. Is this another? Um, is this another question? As you can tell, I've it before. Yeah, that's right. Response. Ah, here we are. Yeah, this is another question. There we go. I'm glad I opened this one. It is Gallant Rob. Gallant Rob's back. Robert Gallant. Oh, Gallant Rob, how I've missed you. Missed your gallantness, your guile. I have missed it so. He says, hey, as you can tell, I have messaged you before and I am still here, which indicates that you must be doing something right. Ah, oh, awesome. Anyways, just writing in as a response to a question someone asked last week about travelers who are endorsing certain products and perhaps selling out. Yeah, I've been thinking about this too, man. I just wanted to give my perspective. A couple of things. Firstly, I will assume that many of your listeners either wish they could travel full time or are currently traveling uh, real time. And the most common barrier to doing that would be to somehow earn money while traveling. You are 100% correct. Is he not? Having a company pay you to endorse their products through Instagram or other social media may be a way to support such an awesome lifestyle. Anyways, just a thought to why some people may sell out in inverted commas and seem to just post about products or companies. Anyways, keep on riding, man. Yes, you are right, man. It's I was thinking about this too, because my natural reaction to stuff like that, I you know, I come from a punk rock background. My my, my natural reaction is, you know, they, they don't even want to go on major labels. You know what I mean? It's like, even though that's back in those days, that was like superstardom, you know, immediately. And so I always go back to that. But this is something I'm actually having to wrestle with myself nowadays because there are things that I want to do and there are things I want to, you know, I mean, like, like build a hostel, you know, <laughs> there are things I want to do, but in order to do that, money is necessary. And so it's, yeah, it's something going on in my head at the moment about 
reconditioning my thoughts about money. Now, our thoughts about money are brought about by, obviously, if you listen to punk rock, that kind of ruins it a bit, but then your parents mostly. So if you commonly heard the phrase like money doesn't grow on trees or I'm not made of money or stuff that, you know, that I heard a lot when I was a kid, then that will, that will program you basically. That will program you to be like, right, I, you know, bad people have a lot of money. If, you know, if your parents see a, a Porsche driving past, and they say, oh, look at that guy, you know, showing off. And you immediately associate, okay, money, lots of money. He must be a bad guy. He must have got it in bad ways. He must have sold out. He must have sold his soul. But that's not exactly true. When you start talking to and meeting people with money, and, and then the first time you meet someone that's like super well off, but they're really nice, you go, oh, hold on. This is different. This is, you can, you can acquire financial stability and wealth and everything like this without selling your soul and without being evil, you know? And even as I'm saying this now, I can still feel in the back of my head, like Fat Mike from No Effects or Jello Biafra from Dead Kennedys, just there like, what are you saying, man? <laughs> you know? I can still hear that and it's something I'm wrestling with. But you are right, man. And I know you're right. So I think the question was also kind of Maybe I read into it too much, but the previous question, I think it was also about, I can't remember now, I think it was also about kind of their like style of travel in a way, which as I said before, the answer to the question was like, I'm never too too bothered if someone's not traveling the way I would travel or something like that, you know, I'm never too bothered. But if it's like, I've said before about the, you know, if you search travel vlog on YouTube, do you know what the first 10 things are? Girl in a bikini, obviously. You know what I mean? And because it's like that, that's what they now do in order to get the clicks, etc. And so, yeah, there's a lot of thoughts there, man. There's a lot of thoughts there, man. But yeah, I am coming to terms with money is probably a good thing. That doesn't sound right. It's this tough, man. People, give me your opinions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's because... Hmm. <laughs> It's just me thinking. But yeah, because like m money is not bad, right? If they say money is the root of all evil. It's not. The love of money is the root of, root of all evil, right? And oh, just about to trip over something. Yeah, so it's money is just personal freedom. It can be looked at. It can also be looked at money is, is money is power, etc. You know, it's what you use the money for, you know? So I don't know, man. It's tough. Yeah, some of your opinions on that, guys. I don't know. I don't know what I think, really. So we've got some more colors. <laughs> Moving away. Deep metallic blue. We've got a lot of, a uh, couple of people saying blue there. Yeah, metallic blue. Like, never been a blue fan, you know. We've got a couple more purple. We've got a couple more saying, a couple saying Union Jack. That might be pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know. American bike. I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I am leaning towards, my, my sister said um, Cadbury purple. English people would know what I mean by that. Yeah, that is a nice purple, that is. So I'm thinking about that. Right then, what else do we have here? We have two more, I reckon. So, three more, my mistake. This is from Gas Service Plus. Love that, love that. All right, tradey. Yeah, we've got to stick together, man. We've got to stick together. He says, hey, brother. Hey, loving your bike, man. Thank you very much. I'm just doing my riding lessons now. And soon we'll be taking my test. Nice. I was originally thinking, oh, this is a bike question. I'm sorry, guys. I was originally thinking I would get a new 48, the 48 Special or the 12 and the IN 1200. They're the new bikes 2018. Uh, but I've recently found out my missus is pregnant. So my budget has taken a hit. I love that. <laughs> I love that it's not, oh, I can't get a bike now. It's <laughs> the bike budget has gone down a bit. <laughs> so I, the first thing I would recommend is, is just having a look at that budget and just seeing whether everything's okay, you know, because I've heard that kids are quite expensive. Unless you already have kids and you already know, you know, so anyway, I'm now looking, he says, at the older sportsters. So I'd be keen to get your insight to why you chose your bike over something else. I'm sorry, this is a bike question. I know there's quite a few bikers listening there, so we will go over this. I'll make it quick, I'll make it quick, because it's all just facts. He continues, uh, thanks, man, and keep up the good work with the podcast and meeting all the females you seem to. <laughs> seem to meet hey up <laughs> behave behave right then so bikes 
the best one, in my opinion, if we look at sports, is I'll make this very quick, is the 2004 Sports to Custom, specifically the Custom, because the Custom has a bigger tank, 4.5 gallon tank, 16 litre, I think, if you include the, uh, what's it called? The reserve. And then it has, so it has the bigger tank. It's a rubber mounted tank. They started doing that after 2003, right? So that's what you don't, you don't want pre 2003. And then obviously 2004, you don't get the, what's it called? 100 year anniversary kind of paint, which isn't as good as the other paint, right? So you want 2004, but then why, do, why don't you want after 2004? Well, because you want a carburetor model because you're a cool guy, right? And so you don't want after 2006. You could go for a 2005, but what's the point when it's exactly the same pretty much as the 2004? So 2004 Sportster Custom is the one to go for. <laughs> that is what I would recommend. So there you go. <laughs> unless you want a different style and then they've got the roadster uh, is it the roadster i don't know whether they did that in 2004 and then you got the the kind of low as well i think they did that in 2004 but yeah 04 just before the changeover to fuel injection that's what you're looking at that's what i'd recommend you can get a bit cheaper too okay <laughs> back to travel hi hayden this is from ruggedman.sam sam the rugged man i've got to see a picture of sam he's supposedly rugged so like, ah, oh, private account. Can't see how rugged Sam is. Right, this is from Rugged Sam. Ruggedman.sam, I apologize. Hey, uh, Hayden, that's my name. My name is Sam and I'm from Connecticut, USA. Love the podcast, semicolon. It keeps me awake during the nine to five. Good, I'm awake, that's great. Good, I'm glad, man. I'm glad I can be there during that. Last month, I took my first out-of-country out trip with some friends. I visited Montreal and Ottawa which I believe are in Canada, while staying in a cottage without electricity or running water. That's brilliant, man. I love that. Typically, I'm the type of person to plan every second of our trip, but your podcast convinced me. Oh, I like where this, this is going. Just hiccuped on the, on the mic. There you go. Anyway, I like where this is going. So but your podcast convinced me to plan as little as necessary. This was totally worth it. Oh, I knew that was coming. That's, but it still doesn't make it feel any less good. That's, that's great. I visited Ottawa without planning out a single thing. Yes. And discovered a beautiful section of the, oh, here we go. Hedo. 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 R-I-D-E-A-U. Hedo. Am I trying too hard with the R, the French R? Rideau. That's not bad. That doesn't sound bad. Canal that runs through the Parliament District. My favorite part of not planning has got to be the fact that every place you go is entirely new to you. Yes, since there wouldn't be any online photos that could influence your perspective. Yeah, man. I often think about that, like when I tell people, if, you, if you're ever around kind of near the north of Brazil, go to Lençóis, which is, they call it a national park, but it ain't. It's basically Tatooine with like some pools, lakes. I've made it sound terrible, but I'm, like sometimes I say, you know, have a look at a picture of it. If I think that they're not really going to go, then have a look at a picture of it because it is immense. But I always think, what would that, because I saw a picture of it before I went, but then I thought, what would it have been like if I hadn't seen a picture of it and then I went? That would be ridiculous. It, you know what I mean? If you want to check it out, it's Lensois, L-E-N-C-O-I-S. It means blankets or duvets or something. And so, yeah, check that out. If you, if you don't plan on going, check it out. If you do, don't check it out. <laughs> right then. Uh, he continues, rugged man Sam continues. That is pretty rugged, staying in a cottage with no, well, the word cottage isn't terribly rugged. Let's call it a, uh, let's call it a cabin, shall we? It's a rugged man, Sam, staying in a cabin with no electricity, no water, fighting for his survival. You know what I mean? Eat what you catch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where is he? So <laughs> he continues. Uh, this trip has given me an itch for travel and I've since been booking accommodations for a last minute road trip down the east coast before I head back to college which is university in two weeks I do have a question though oh good he says what do you recommend for cheap but healthy food when traveling? I live in the land of fast food but I couldn't stomach a week of McDonald's just to save money yeah <laughs> Who could? Everyone saw that documentary, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I said before to someone I was hanging out with in some country somewhere, and they said it best, actually. They said, the only thing Maccas is good for is toilets when, when you're in the middle of a city. And that is so true. <laughs> that is so true, man. But yeah, so food. Okay, so today, today, 
I have eaten food. And I bought it this morning and it was, what did I buy? Hold on, I've got a fridge here. Let's see what I bought. Avocado, just the one. A little uh, cherry tomatoes, you know. And then uh, some peppers, a little pack of peppers. You know, we get the red one, the green one, a yellow one. You know, you can get them just by themselves, but I, I like the difference in color. And then one singular, what's it called? Um, uh, sweet potato. And then some fish. And then I cooked that all up and put it into a weird kind of just all by itself on a plate. It was eating with a spoon type of thing, you know. It's nice. It's nice and cheap. I'd recommend that, man. Like, it's funny because, <laughs> like, if you were to if you were to put side by side a meal at Macca's, right, and like some real food that's like good for you, like if you, I mean, if you take that, take, get one pepper, right, one pepper or uh, capsicum if you're in uh, Australia, right, one pepper, maybe one tomato will do it, one avocado that's getting a bit expensive now, <laughs> and then uh, one sweet, 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 we can do this, one sweet potato. There you go. And a bit of fish, if you eat fish, or a bit of something else, whatever. You don't even need that, right? And then just stick it all together. That's a meal. And that ain't costing you a lot, man. Like, I can't remember where I was. I think it was in, where was I? I was in some place in like a French village. Yeah, that was it. I was in it. No, was it? No, I was in Spain. And I went to a, um, what do you call them? To, not a market, but like a little, sh like a fruit and vegetable shop. There's a word for that. Greengrocer, I suppose. There's that to 1940s England. The greengrocer. So I went to there and got, you know, one of the, one pepper, one whatever, one of that. And like, they're quite big. You cut up a pepper. That's that's quite a lot, you know. So one pepper, one sweet potato, one everything. Then just stuck it all in the pan and just, you know, stuck some herbs on it. Amazing. Super healthy for you, you know. And super cheap. I think it costs like a euro or something in that place. You know what I mean? So that... I reckon, just eat fresh, man. Oh, that's the Subway thing, isn't it? <laughs> Don't get Subway, but eat eat legitimately fresh. There you go. <laughs> I'd say that's the thing to do. Admittedly, not, not the best to like kind of pack if you're going into the woods for four days or something like that. But there are, there are other things to do that I can't really think about um, when it comes to that. But yeah, that is what I would do, man. That is what I would do. Just have a knife, just have a knife in your pocket at all times and just buy fruit and veg. And as they say, drink your vegetables, eat your fruit. Because this morning I had a, uh, what's it called? A juice to kind of tide me over. But I don't do fruit juices, you know, because I must get a little scientific, even though I don't really know the ins and outs of it. But like, if you, uh, if you imagine the sugar in, uh, in say like a, an orange, right? If you imagine the sugar in there, the reason it doesn't go into your blood so quickly, therefore spiking your insulin, insulin, yeah? Therefore spiking your insulin. The reason it doesn't is because of all the fiber, you know? It's, it's perfectly, perfectly created by whomever you think created it. It's perfectly created by the world. There we go. By the ground, by the seed. <laughs> too much coffee it's perfectly created i can do this sentence to uh, to allow the sugar the fructose into your blood slowly because of the fiber you know but you take that fiber away and then boom your blood goes oh no what's all this and then the insulin spikes and then yada 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 right that doesn't happen with vegetables so you can juice all the carrots and everything that you like right beetroot amazing really good for uh, for energy actually they did a study where they gave beetroot juice to some people doing some running and they ran faster they <laughs> there you go so yeah juicy vegetables if you've got a juicer <laughs> or you know buy vegetable juice and eat your fruit so there you go i've put my phone away i was reading all the questions wasn't i thank you for your question i hope i at least gave you some idea of what to do this last one we'll do this last one this is from friend of the show stan danley it's stan danley otherwise known as dan stanley stan danley dan stanley Lee Dan Stan, Lee Stan, Dan. He says, <laughs> stop the coffee, man. That's not what he says, but he should be. He says, what does a work day look like? Yeah, so I work on the road, as you may know. I am a podcast producer. I produce podcasts, right? Such as the Budget Minor Traveler. <laughs> he says, i.e., what does a perfect, does a perfect day look like? Uh, Oh, yeah, this is in military time. Uh, 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock p.m., editing or recording, with a good lunch in there somewhere, or is it more 9 a.m. to 9 to 5? Or is it more 9 to 5 than people think? There we go. Uh, hmm. Okay, so I'll do today, for example. I was doing a bit of work today, right? 
So I woke up at seven because me and my brother are accountability buddies now. And so we make tasks for each other. My task for this week is to wake up at seven every day, which for me, I thought was going to be difficult. But actually, it's okay. So anyway, I was up at seven. And then uh, did I go, went out for a cigarette. I've got to stop that. Yeah, the breakfast of champions. And then, uh, cigarette and punk rock, breakfast of champions. Came in, had a shower, walked to the shop, which is a bit, you know, not that far. I bought the aforementioned food and then came in about nine o'clock, started some work. And what time is it now? It is now six o'clock. And I think I stopped work with a, with a lunch break in between about, you know, two. And I think I stopped work at maybe four off, four, something like that. And uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, nine to five kind of works. But then sometimes your brain works better at night. It is really different for different people. You know what I mean? And sometimes I like to do, you know, if I know I've got, you know, these, I've got to stop saying, you know, if I know I've got this, all this work to do today and then I can chill for six days, I'll get it all done in the day. I'll do an 8 a.m. until midnight. You know what I mean? That type of thing. But now I'm thinking about waking up at seven because it's quite nice. And then from seven till nine, just doing some work. And then that will be my my work day in a sense. You know what I mean? Is that because at the moment I'm just doing one day slash day and a half a week, but I'm thinking about just doing two hours every morning. You know, maybe that might be quite nice because then I'm, I'm not a day down. You know what I mean? And I've just made that time by waking up earlier. So I'd recommend waking up early for, for everyone. It's been great so far. Right then, I believe, I believe that is all the questions that we've had for this week, potentially. If I'm missing any, then I do apologize and I will get to them next week. If you want to send in a question, it is Instagram at Backpack Digital. If you don't have Instagram, you can email me. Okay, so the website, some, someone said, oh, I tried to go to your website. Okay, we haven't used a website <laughs> in a very long time. And so, yeah, website, not working. <laughs> so if you want to email me, right, then you can. It is, <laughs> it is not Hayden at Travel Stories Podcast or anything, right? Nothing is working. The, the email is Hayden, my name, Lee, my last name, mail, M-A-I-L, right? So some people have email. A lot of people use email. I use Hayden Lee mail, right? At gmail.com. That's my email address. If you don't have, uh, what's it called? Instagram, then email me there. If you don't use email, <laughs> then give me a phone call. I like to talk on the phone, right? It's plus 44, 7745, Two. I also have WhatsApp and then you can call using Wi-Fi or data or something. You don't have to do an overseas call. There you go. That's how you can get in touch with me. I like talking to people. I hope you guys have enjoyed this music episode. It was actually really fun to do. So, uh, oh, also, I've had some ideas about season seven. I've, I've got two different ideas. So I'm going to get a couple more and then, and then I'll let you guys know what I'm thinking. You can see what you think. But yeah, I've had some ideas. One I've been thinking myself and I talked it over with Stan Danley. Great guy. And the other one, uh, I was telling my telling my mom actually about it, and she goes, "Hmm, what about this?" And then, and then she said an idea. I was like, "Man, that's really good." <laughs> so yeah, I'll let you know what those are. Anyway, this is me being terrible at signing off. It's been nice talking to you. <laughs> Next week, I don't know where I'll be. I'll be um, from here. I'm going. Where am I now? Stockholm. I'll be going into Sweden, then going into Norway, and then heading west. And then going down to Denmark and yeah, I'll be somewhere around there. Maybe Germany even. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see how far I get because I want to get back in time for the Connor Khabib fight. Right then. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And I shall talk to all of you next week. <laughs>